Dizzy, you didn't say what Wilkins wanted you to say. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is just your boy <laughs> Phil the Job Kids podcast. And these guys are interrupting me on my introduction. Once again, I'm going to do it again. Because you've got all these motherfuckers are very rude. So, once again, it's your boy Phil with the Job Kids podcast. And we are live. There's a lot of dicks in this building, a lot of man sweat, a lot of testosterone in this episode. Well, you got to relax. What? <laughs> relax. Janelle from HR is on, you know, doing her business. She's out for, the, she's out for this episode. So the guys came out and called. That sounds mad wild, gay. <laughs> mad wild, bro. <laughs> but we're here to have some fun. Once again, my host is here, my, my usual weekly host, Mr. Black, is in the building. Say what's up, good brother. What up, what up, what up? Um, and we have two special guests. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, these, these great men are going to introduce themselves. Introduce yourself, fellas. All right. All right what's up? What's up, everybody? This is Izzy Campbell, a.k.a. The Biz, and I, for the Twitter, for the job it is. So, this is my first time pod like being on an episode of, of a podcast before. So, it, this is going to be pretty fun. So, thank, uh, thanks for all the follows. Thank, uh, thank, uh, thanks for all the feedback. And help. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, ladies, make sure you send your um your naked DMs to the job to Twitter. Izzy, so Izzy can see them. <laughs> Do that for him. Oh Lord. Get <laughs> <laughs> but for those who don't know me, I am Big Baby of the Your Sports Show. I'm glad to be here. Um, I just want to thank God. You know, dreams come true. Anything is possible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get into it. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into the topics because we we had a um, a little technical difficulties earlier. But we're, we're going to jump right in, and we're going to talk about black people shit. We're going to talk about some black people shit. Oh, are we going to be nigging today? Are we going to be nigging? We're going to be nigging. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> That's the word, nigging. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's first start off with um, Big E said the reason why for his singles push is because of Daniel Bryan. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Mr. Black, go first. Um, If you follow Daniel Bryan throughout his career, he always saw the bigger picture. You know, you always saw that, yo, in the sense of wrestling, you always give back. You know, no matter how much you go up the card, you always give back. I mean, the simplest way is like talking to the rookie, making um, everybody feel comfortable, making sure that everybody follow the unwritten rules of wrestling. And Daniel Bryan, he's been saying this when even when he was GM, like he pushed for different guys. You know, he pushed for the Mustafa Ali versus him on SmackDown. He pushed for the Bertie Murphy. He always was like a, a real flag bearer for the 205 Live guys. You understand that's always talents there. So Daniel Bryan pushing for Big E is not surprising. And him and Big E has been in the company together for a while. And they wrestled many times throughout the PG era, during the John Cena dominate eras. So he knows talent. And the fact mm-hmm. that Big E actually deserved this co-sign by Daniel Bryan because Big E 
always throughout the years he always uses time of the new day to add another layer to his character where yes he could be funny and be known on a natural stage outside of wrestling such as with kids he actually on an adult swim show called laser wolf and he and just to be very markable and be that black man that's not traditionally just what we see on television but a different what 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 the modern day black man is have multi-layer is not afraid to show his layers of himself people often criticize him saying that oh biggie you know can you be serious but if a lot of people re remembered when he was with the new day in many different matches it was night and day you know the most infamous match that popped to my head i want to say series of matches was the feud with the new day and the blow off match at hell in a cell Come on, people forget it wasn't there laughing and <laughs> none of that. They yo, that match is one of the greatest Hell in a Cell match I ever seen. One of the greatest ones. It's up there. So mm -hmm. that coach time that Daniel Bryan is correct, and I'm not surprised because Daniel Bryan understand the business as a whole. That you as you are taking from the business, you also got to give back for the next generation. Oh, um, Izzy. The wins. What do you think? Um, I think I think that like we've seen we've seen Biggie like in his singles push. A lot of people have didn't know that like he used to be NXT champion. Like let's let's think about it. Like NXT champion. Is, are you telling somebody he was in working the background? With, oh, sorry. Sorry. Um. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, it's all good. What uh, what I was saying is like Biggie is like more Biggie was like NXT champion, then he was then he was bodyguard for Dolph Ziggler, then he won he won either the United States champion or the championship I or see. the Intercontinental I championship. See. Like see. the resume just kept stacking, and it's like each each year or years has come up. Like before the new day came and came up, so this singles push is well. Hmm. The, the the singles push is like is like well need well needed well needed and to have Daniel Bryan at the uh, like it, to get, even plant the idea that he he should have like a singles push is like showing that he it, that that he has a voice that there's an outlet that that that's listening that 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 uh, that he he's 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 due for a main type uh, to be in the main type picture. So, okay. so for him to have that, have have that, have that like input for Daniel Bryan to like get to like get that sort of support from from DB. I mean, I mean, anything can happen between now and like uh, in like the years to come. Okay, no problem. So, um, is um, I mean, Dre thoughts. Um. Daniel Bryan does have an eye for talent. I can tell you that. And Daniel Bryan has also had, within the past, let's say the past 10 years, some of the greatest matches that we've seen. Um, and he still, he still has a few more in him. But uh, his push for Big E is very valid. If we really think about the, the type of talent Big E is, yes, he's had those singles accomplishments earlier in his career, but never really got the chance to show who Big E really was. But when he got to the main roster, 
Vince wanted to um to scrap the five count gimmick, which I thought was really good. I think it could have worked on the main roster. But the fact that he's changed up and got himself so over and it's being seen by not this DB, but the rest of the locker room, um, it's seen that he's a very valuable piece to the company. And I think his character being as flexible um, as it is to, to, to work any type of style of match, um, it just adds to the card. So I think Daniel Bryan honestly was um, spot on by trying to push Big E. So Now that makes perfect sense. So we went to one side of, of, the, situ- of the coin, which is mm-hmm. pushing for somebody, liking mm-hmm. somebody, speaking very highly of somebody. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to the other side of the coin. Booker T and the Sasha Bank feud. Oh, shit. Recently on, was it, it was on... Talking Smack. Talking Smack. Booker T and Sasha had a little words for each other. It spilled over to Twitter. And, you know, Twitter got, got a hand of it and started coming at Booker T. But... Booker T has just recently said some things. And I'm going to read it out to you guys. Booker T explains why he said he doesn't like Sasha Banks. Booker T explained his comments during his podcast. Look, man, I don't care what people think and what they say about me. That's my opinion. If I like someone or I don't like someone, what if I say I don't like Sami Zayn? Are they going to blow up the internet? What if I say I don't like Bailey. Are they going to blow up? <laughs> I'm trying to read here. <laughs> what if I say I don't like you? Are you going to blow up the internet? I mean, guys, relax. Relax more than anything. Sasha Banks and I is something that Sasha Banks and I is something that her and I have to hash out. This is between us. It's not between anybody else except for Sasha Banks and myself. She says she's a five-time champ. Great. She is a Grand Slam champ as well. I give her her props. I gave her a test on Talking Smack, and she passed. I asked her, where does she think she ranked as far as females of all time? She gave the right answer. She said that she is number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five of all time. I could appreciate that. But Sasha Banks, she rubs me the wrong way. Just a little bit. It could be her attitude. The thing is, it could be her attitude. The thing is, I'm sure you people out there who perhaps made those comments, I'm sure that someone you met rubs you the wrong way. And perhaps it's not your favorite person. I did not say I hate her. I said I did not like her. That could mean a lot of things. My thing is this. Sasha Banks and I, that's between us. Stay in your lane and trust me. You will do a whole lot better for yourself. You don't want to cross in my lane. So... Mr. Black, since you the Mr. Black, you take this over first. 
Um, Booker T's entitled to his opinion, you know. Um, he's definitely entitled to his opinion, and we have this unreal rule within black people where, like, we're not allowed to criticize each other. And Yo, hold on, hold on. Why is his brother in the background? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, go ahead, Mr. Black. Tell us about it. Um, I mean, listen. Thought. I mean, okay, this is my original thought. I get it, you know, when he said what he said, but that's but that's but let's kind of break this down, you know, is he does have a point where if you say something about Sami Zayn, the internet won't blow up at all. If you say something about a white wrestler, it won't be just a big deal. Somebody posted that, oh, he said that Tessa didn't have an attitude, but that was his experience that he experienced with her. So the one thing that he said within the whole Sasha Banks is his personal experience. That's what he was alluding onto the show. And just like everybody has a comment to do whatever they want, he allowed to say the same thing. Let's mm -hmm. backtrack this. When it came to whole WrestleMania season, the whole internet was on top of her, making fun of her. Oh, Sasha's a crybaby, blah, 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 blah. It made all news. But yet, nobody was on her side then, right? Just because Sasha is everyone's favorite, now everybody want to attack Booker T for what he said. Again, he did not diminish her abilities in the ring. He did not diminish nothing that she accomplished. He acknowledged that. And he said the test that, yo, you're supposed to say you're the best of everything. That whole talking smack, that was another part the internet blew it up once again. So then he said he, he felt his feelings. Because if people remember, there was a whole movement for a while that people were saying that Sasha Banks had an attitude problem. So if Booker T is saying there's something that been told by many fans in the past and other performers said the same thing about her. So when Booker T saying it years later, oh, it's a problem though, right? So there's no difference from then until now. What? Now it's just like she's everyone's favorite because, yes, would I acknowledge that she probably changed her attitude, a different approach to the business? Probably. I don't. I'm, I probably. I can't say yes or no. But again, Booker T did not diminish her as a character. But yet, when it was Sam Roberts that who said, oh, Bianca Belair should have not main evented that, um, I mean, she should not be in a women's title at TakeOver, they didn't say that he hate black women, none of that. He, they, just, they just attacked him for his knowledge for wrestling. And that's it. So it seems like how that Booker T is just like, again, what I read earlier before is brother was in the back. Um, as alluded earlier is, us as black people, we're not allowed to disagree with each other or just not have a point. I guess what you're saying that your know, Booker T stay coming at black women. But my thing is this. Don't iron sharpen iron? Like, he never attacked them personally. He understand that, yo, he just have his opinions. But yet, when you hear everyone's favorite Jim Cornette says something wild about performing, y'all be like, oh, that's facts. That's facts. Da -da -da -da. You agree. Again, stop picking and choosing the people that you want to agree and disagree. Understand that everybody has an opinion. I get it. Do not, do not put his, his, his skin complexion. You know, do not say because he's a black man he should not come in a black a black woman. Again, they are in the same type of field, and he mentioned her attitude on a personal basis. 
that that's a personal issue. He didn't blow the situation, none of that. He just said his piece. Simple. Um, big baby, say your point. What's your point on that one? Dang. What happened? Why can't we hear her? My fault. Sorry. You hear me now? Yeah. Um, he said nothing about her wrestling ability. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion about people's attitudes. Um, as you mentioned, the Tessa Blanchard thing. People talk crazy about, oh, Tessa has an attitude this, Tessa has an attitude that. We've met Tessa. We've sat next to Tessa. We've talked to Tessa numerous times. She did a drop for us. I don't, we don't have an issue with Tessa. Tessa wasn't like that with us. Um, Wilkins mentioned this on the page too. How come nobody was up in arms when Austin Punk, uh, Austin and Punk walked out or um, had their issues with the company and started acting like babies? What was the issue there? My thing is, I get Booker sometimes says some off the wall stuff. But he's never said anybody's wrestling talent was bad. Exactly. Never said anything about her talent. Yes, Sasha could come off with an attitude. There's other fans who have said it too. But that doesn't diminish the type of talent she has. It's like somebody says, we have a podcast. If I don't like somebody and I say it on my podcast, that's my personal opinion of them. That shouldn't determine your, your opinion of them. Um, and like I said, honestly, I like the talking smack thing. I didn't see there was nothing wrong with it. I didn't see nothing wrong with the talking smack thing. He advanced Sasha Banks as a character and made people want to like her more. Booker did his job. Get like Booker did his job. I don't. I don't see any problem. I don't see any issue. Honestly. So I'm gonna jump in right quick. Wait, 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 um, before you say something. But yeah, uh -huh. nobody was champagne. Nobody was you know giving him props when he gave all the praise to Bianca Belair, right? Oh, the internet forgot that part, right? Right. No, so I, I, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in on this one, and mm -hmm. it's because I posted on in the group. Mm -hmm. A couple of things you guys said is correct. Mm -hmm. He never diminished her her skills and everything. Now. There's two folds to the situation when he mentions attitude. It seems a, like a personal attack. That's my thing. It seems like a personal attack on her. You also mentioned Sam Roberts and Bianca Belair. Correct? Yeah. And when yeah. that happened, Sam Roberts did get attacked for that. But like, I understand he the way it. I look at T. They attacked for, no, like I said, no, it they was the attacked same him way. for his wrestling knowledge. No, no, they they, attacked. they said the same exact thing that they said about Booker T. They were attacked because I remember that particular moment that it happened. Well, I was wrong. So, so he 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 did that. That he did get heat for that. A lot of heat for that. They called Sam Roberts a racist and everything. He was on a, a WWE like he he tweeted about it. He also was on his radio his podcast about. It. He mentioned it again. He got a lot of heat for that. The thing with Booker is you're hurting her already with that comment about her attitude. Because I've talked, I've spoken about Sasha's attitude in the past, and I've said 
I can kind of understand because you know, maybe she's not a people person, maybe, but whatever. But at the same time, you're giving more fuel to the fire about her having a bad attitude. You're also pushing that narrative that she that she's hard to work with, that she has a bad attitude. And personally, I have met Sasha, the sweetest woman in the world. This wasn't a meet and greet. I was, we were, she was with us in, in the, the place that I was at, chilling with us. Sweetest person in the world. And that was my personal situation with her. Once again, keyword personal. Now, the way he came off on the podcast is not what you say, it's how you say it. So the way he came off on the podcast was very, like he's attacking her. Like he's saying, yo, I really don't like her. I don't like her attitude. Now, if somebody says that about you, about Dre, about Izzy, that's a shock. And that's the way he came off. Now, the second part of this, this problem is that this, this industry is predominantly white, white males. Granted, Sasha is, is on the top of the food chain when it comes to the women's division. But she doesn't need to hear, have that reputation going around about her attitude because being a black woman already is a strike. Mm -hmm. Two strikes because you're a woman and you're black. Now, when you're pu pushing that narrative about her having a bad attitude, it's a little wrong because... Like I said before, it's rough already in the business. I see what you guys are saying because he never disrespected about her, about her, about her in-ring ability. He never. But those little, but the way he was talking about his her attitude was wild. It's a it's a whole lot different. That's wild. And, I mean, and that's what I can say is that there was no need for that for that attitude part. Okay. Okay, I but, definitely. But I, I want Is, I want Is to jump into this conversation though. Is say your point. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback on um Dre's point. Like opinion opinions are like assholes. It's like everybody has one. How you how you take how you take it? Um, in a sense, it is totally up to that person. You can't control what what other people are gonna say about, about your opinion. So with that, I I I, I, I agree with oh, Wilkins. I agree with you when it, when it comes to like the way the way it's being the way it's being said about Sasha because it's like she just she just came she just came out of hell in the cell. She just won the um she just won the SmackDown Women's Champion and it's like Women's Championship and it's like these comments are float these comments are now floating around. In such like off of a big win, like come on, and it's like the perception, and it's like it, it feels the it's some sort of a perception that um, Sasha has a bad a bad attitude. But it's like, but you're right, she they Booker had never said anything bad about about the way she works in the ring because she's fucking dope. But but I, I, again. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody, everybody has one. Well, how you take it is not your problem. It's not anybody's problem. It's not anybody's problem. Like, 
once once it goes, it's like take it, take it out, take it how you want it. So that, uh, yeah, that so, that's all I had to say about it. I mean, I've raised several like questions. All right, cool. I definitely understand this, but it's also like this is from a man's point of view. We all four of us is men, but yet I can understand it from a woman's point of view, where she said that Booker T going on his platform, I felt attacked because it was not necessary for him to say that in a sense. All right. He's allowed to his opinion. Cool. But yet I definitely see how women would take this. I definitely understand. I can understand how it would hit a woman. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Cool. But also it always goes back to opinions. You know, we live in a world where women say how many times that men ain't this, men ain't that, blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like a running gag. Like everybody just seems to hop on there and it's easy the norm. But yet when it comes to a woman, we have to take, we have to be extra gentle, extra petty. We're like, you can't say that, you can't say that. It's definitely a double standard. Again, I could see how a woman or a black woman would take that. But just like the main theme I'm noticing in this conversation is he never attacked her wrestling abilities. And is is point out something when he says after a big win. For him to say that comment after what she had accomplished and being the most celebrated black woman in WWE, the time was wrong. He should have never said that at that moment. So if he had said it in more of a later, there is no perfect time to say that. Honestly, because you can't say it when everybody's piling on her, what she didn't, and you can't say it when she's winning because either way, you're going to sound like a hater. So certain comments, one of my homegirls like to label it, certain comments should not leave the kitchen table. You know, of course, you know, when we had Janelle's underground for our very different viewing parties, there's some stuff that we say that does not leave, I mean, Janelle underground. Don't leave there, it stays there. So we have to. Nobody <laughs> talks about Janelle Underground. All right, happens Janelle Underground. Stay at Janelle Underground. <laughs> so that's a new name. <laughs> Janelle Underground. Yeah, keep that. So, but Mr. Black. Um, well, let me finish. So I understand. I understand that he shouldn't have made that comment. Certain comments he should have definitely again. Booker T should definitely would approach it a different way because him being a, like an elder, his words hit harder than someone else. So I definitely understand where everyone's coming from. And I agree with the women. I mean, I mean, can I say women? Yes. With the women where, yo, Booker T, come on, bro. Like, we are attacked on so many different levels. And at this point, we should not worry about our negative right now. We should embloverage all our positivity. We have a government. I don't care about us. So, Yeah. yeah. It's basically, basically the the biggest thing is that he is just talking out his ass, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he's talking, he's having the conversation that he would have with the homies that like you mentioned, and putting on a public platform. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, he should have he should have said that said that because she she already gets that, and he knows how the business is, but. Yeah. I don't know Booker T, but but from from what it is, he don't give a fuck. He, he he's about himself. He's trying to do what, what he got to do for himself. And I got no problem with Booker, and I understand what he was trying to say. But I think he, like you said, he chose the wrong time to say it. Mm-hmm. But will wait. Quick question before we move on. Yeah. 
if I know Booker had a run in with Jazz and already, right? But hypothetically speaking, right? What if Jazz said these comments about Sasha Banks? What if Jazz said these comments about Sasha Banks? Mm. Would the would mm. the would the the height the sensitivity still be as heightened as it was because it's Booker T? Because if you if Jazz or Miss Jackie said it, would it be the same heightened sensitivity? So okay, black women don't supporting each other narrative. Yeah, right. it would be that. Yeah. But the thing about it, it go ahead. It, just, but the thing about it for me is it's still not good. Right. Because you you've been in the game before. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. So you putting that narrative on me is gonna hurt me regardless. Right. Like this is this is what we fight for a lot of times. Where you have these old heads at top who's keeping everything to themselves. Mm-hmm. Who in their mind is like, hey, I struggle, so I'm gonna have you struggle too. Mm-hmm. So if Jazz, Jacqueline, or whoever that said it and they were a woman, it's still messed up because it's, right. it, puts, it puts this this wrong narrative on on Sasha. You're right. So, You're like, right. like that and the thing is the reason why people get that Booker Booker T, Booker T has a has a podcast on ESPN. His voice is huge and powerful within the industry. And it's hating regardless of like like I, I don't like it at all. Keep that shit. To, keep that shit between us. Mm-hmm. Granny, if you talk about her, her, her in ring skills, talk about it all you want. Talk, say that it's whack. But attitude, you, you're going a little too far. But then again, he did. Talking. He did make a comment by um, by he he did make a comment by Naomi in ring. Where he complimented her, but he said that she needs a little bit of tweaking. Everyone attacked him. So but the thing is, if you damn if you but, do, if you damn if you don't. But Mr. Black, it goes back to what you said. It's a guy talking about a girl. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> you see? You see? It goes back to what I've been saying. Stupid double standards that society has. Like honestly, oh my phone, Mike, my phone, my phone, Mike. Um, honestly, 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 and this is I could this is this is it's kind of like yo, Booker TV having great points, and once again, once you say something, they all may put him as the cool category, but yet he has so many different women of color come out of school. People of color come out of school, end up being like, yo, how did, like, again, shout out to Tyree, a prolific, you know, big man, know how I'm carrying himself. Every time he walks in a different establishment, you sense a sense of professionalism from him. And who is his but, teacher? Look at T. But that's not fruit. the point. That's not, that's not the point. The point is, of why we're talking about this, is because of the fact that you, you know how hard it is. You know about reputation. And this is, and you have so much power within the community right now that saying those things is not being helpful. It wasn't mm. a helpful comment. 
You know what I mean? He did talk to the mic. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. I don't know. Again, honestly, we, and once again, people might say the fact that, you know, people might cancel us, might cut up certain stuff together and say we said this in entirety because, once again, this is the common, common, like the common, the common thing we face as black men, too, just like how you discussing black women issues and none of y'all have women representing y'all. Representing the, but, um, the top, but this, but, but the thing is, it's understanding. We were all raised by women, mm -hmm. all of us. Definitely. So at the end of the day, there's some type of empathy you have to have for a woman, especially a, a black woman. Um, yeah. You because, know what? And, and that's 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 what it, that's what it really comes down to, because there's a struggle within our community already. So this goes to my next question. Ooh, get all right, Shanties. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get what you mean. Is Booker T still have that gatekeeper mentality? You know, he has a hundred percent mentality. And, and we can talk. We hold on. We can talk about what he did. To, um, was it Jazz? Because Jazz kind of used his entrance thing or something. I remember that. Oh I remember yeah, that yeah, Jazz yeah. was doing this for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something similar to that. I heard about that shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm. So You're right. yes. So so the thing is, the thing is, listen, listen, listen. The, the big biggest thing you're not teaching. You're talking shit, and you're putting them down. There's That's teaching, cool, bro, and making you better. Of course, he's gonna teach people in his school how to do better. That's his school. Because you know why? If they come out of his school great, that makes him look better. <laughs> how I just read how Booker T won his title. Okay, Shanties. I can't hear you, Dre. He won his first actual actual singles championship with the Harlem Sidekick. But Ew. in terms of world championships, he's won his first world championship with the bookend, which is a hit on the rock bottom. But I digress. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. There's a difference because the rock bottom, the rock kind of picks you up and slam you. The bookend where he kind of pauses a little bit and then slam you. There's different variation, just like the power bomb. There's different variation of the power bomb. Like obviously, Shanty's like, you know what? She does play video games, but if you watch, <laughs> listen. So, hold on. Somebody said the book has the bald ass rock bottle. <laughs> somebody, somebody said the shitty ass bot rod. All right, let's 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 move on. Um, one thing I want to ask you guys is, what do you guys consider? What, I, like, maybe better question it. Mm -hmm. what, what is your what is your idea about the the current state of blacks in wrestling right now because of what's going on what we just talked about with Sasha um we spoke about Biggie like do you feel that us blacks are in a good space when it comes to professional wrestling um I, I guess like I have to say this is it's too much starts um it's too much it's kind of like if you're similar to every other let's compare it to comedy 
at one point, it's always one comment up. Like, for example, it was the era of Chris Rock. It was the era of Dave Chappelle. It was the era of Richard Pryor. It was the era, um, it was the era of, um, I'd say, Eddie Guerrero, um, Eddie, um, Eddie Murphy, Cat Williams. And now the biggest comment right now for a black man is Kevin Hart. It's always, it's always has to be one at the top. And that's it. There's not like a whole big collective of us. And when they start having that wave, you know, there's always a push start with us as a collective. And again, that was in the past. But now as I'm learning where it's getting better, but again, it's not represented enough on the bigger companies. And the only company who's kind of represented, they're doing a lot better. You've seen that they always been doing that, has been Impact. But Impact don't have that natural channel as the AEW and the WWE. Because what's so hard about literally having all black champions and everywhere well, from NXT, WWE. But then the problem is majority of wrestling fans are white. Like when we watch a wrestling highlight at Janelle's Underground, where we watching it, we was just like, this is some trash music. It was some trash country, trash editing. We look like, dang, son. But yet, but, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, with all of that, and on top of that, it was bad lighting that made us not look so good. Again, these are people that who do not know how to work with people of color when it comes to lighting and editing-wise. It was all right, but it was all right for a white audience, not for a black audience to say that, ooh, can I show this to my mans so my man could get into it? So again, the core audience is white. And what is the majority of people in America are? White, you know? But to get really over, we make the cool. We understand the standing of cool. Once the brothers shout to um shout to um shout out to my son Road Dog, and he said it. Once you get over with the brothers, you're over. Because again, we are the people who set the cool. So we have the biggest voice in everything, but yet we are least representative in everything. So it's always an uphill battle us in everything. But yet, when it comes to our own, it's not somewhat we don't really support it as the way that we should. Not 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 enough of us do that. And sometimes when it comes to ours, the quality is not as good if it's run by a person that who's not of color. And us as people, once one we got one black owned promotion that's not so good, we label all of them as 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 like that. We're so quick to give up on our own, but yet. At McDonald's, if you have one experience at, at McDonald's, you don't go to that one. You go to another one. You find another well, one to go to because that was a personally a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Um. So Dre, what do you what do you think about that? Um. I think um when it comes to like what he said, everybody needs to be more unified and not have the crabs in a barrel mentality. In terms of. Mm-hmm. If I'm up here, why can't we all be up here? Why can't we have main event programs where it's all black men or all black women and it's featured? It's not opening the show. It's not in the middle of the show. It's the main event. Um, in, in even in like not just you know the the major promotions, even in independent wrestling. How come you know? Not a lot of black people are featured, and it's because of what Black said. Most wrestling fans are white, and sometimes it's more. It feels more of a um, because I hate to to put people. <laughs> Shanti said Booker's in a barrel. 
Yeah, sometimes it just feels like a butter roll. Like we're performing for, like we're only performing for the white people, and we're not performing for our own. And that can be looked at as damn. Like we don't want to see that up there at top. So, um, I just think that uh, everybody has to be more unified. That that's that's how it's gonna get done. Shout out to MVP with the um the hurt Oof. business. That one of the greatest um things that's happened in the past couple of years with an all black faction outside of the new day. Um he pretty much had a program going on with all of the black talent on Monday Night Raw. All and of Mustafa them. Ali. And Mustafa Ali. We need more He's things like that. He's an ally, <laughs> for sure. Ali the ally. Um, is what do you what are your thoughts? Um, I I see I see those perspectives, like both in the made to see and the independent scene. But we can't just put put that on just the rest, the rest the athletes themselves. I feel like there should be more there should be more people like behind the scenes, like whether it be for the creative or in the product or in the production or, or like like just just behind the scenes because like not everybody is gonna get not everyone's gonna like understand like how how we're supposed to be how we're supposed to be portrayed in a way where it's like it's not it, 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 it where, where it's like it's authentic and not as hope not as hokey as people would probably think but but it but I'm saying like it's not just the talent. It, we can't put we can't put that on just the talent. That has to be unified. It has it has to work like on all up, all levels from like from the top down. And I feel like I feel like we've had a few that it, a, a a slight few that it, that had that input that that was involved in the in in the right in the rise team. Shouts Kaz. Chats has um he worked for W at one point and like it like added add some added a little bit of his ass on when it came to like Bob Lashley and Leo Rush and like New Day but but anyway it has it has to go go from like the the from top to bottom talent writers writers the bookers the production team to like get a better get get a better perspective of like how how like black athletes supposed to be portrayed? Because if you don't have, if you don't have like a unified front, not just in, not just in the ring, but outside the ring, then you're just gonna you're just gonna feel like oh they're not talking about oh they're not talking about they're they're not giving they're not giving the vision of what they're what they're trying what we're trying trying to put out there for people. So. so- I, I agree with you. I agree with everybody with what you guys said, but I think one of the biggest things that you guys didn't mention was fans. I did. F- fans, fans, are, fans are also the most important part. I think fans are the most important part that that we need to start supporting more. But also, we forget that. And I spoke to um, I spoke to this on this podcast before. Wrestling is a family business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, wrestling's a family business. Yeah. And the reason why Vince McMahon is still around, 
say what you want to say. WWE is a publicly traded company, but it's a family business. Yeah. AEW is a family business. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, the bigger picture is like is said, having more people in power that look like us doing things for us. You know what I mean? Also, we all spoke about the crab in the barrel mentality. This is entertainment. At the end of the day, wrestling is entertainment. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. people are always pulling you down. White, black, blue, purple, green. There's always somebody pulling each other down because everybody wants to be the top person. We saw stuff that happened to CM Punk. We saw happen stuff to Roman Reigns. We can go on lists and long-ass lists of different people who aren't black being pulled down because somebody else is in power and they don't want them to be at the top. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is said one of the best things I heard is say is that we need black writers and uh, black writers, people that understand our culture, that can portray us mm-hmm. in not only portray us as like thugs. We also need wrestlers who are willing to speak up, like the New Day. Like, mm-hmm. yo, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to portray things. And Booker's giving them a chance to do that. I think we just need to have us all over the place within the industry. And I think fans, mm-hmm. black fans, need to start coming back to the sport. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, though, um, I think we met, we talked about this a long time ago. The stigma in black households about wrestling, of course, oh, you watch that fake shit? That's the stigma. <laughs> that, <laughs> come on, let's be. Let's be oh, your hair's fake, though, right? Your hair's yeah. fake, though, right? It's the stigma, and the, that's why we don't have as many wrestling fans that transitioned from the Attitude Era into now. Of yeah. course, when people figure yeah. it, figured out, yes, wrestling is choreographed, once they figured that out, oh, oh, man. Oh, and, and people can start getting made fun of. So you, you, we take away our own fan base by making fun of each other, which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but let me hold you to something, though. Okay. We knew it was fake growing up, low-key. Yeah, we knew. Uh-huh. We knew. A part yeah. of us knew it was fake. Yeah. Because remember they did... um, What's the thing that they did? It was... um, They did a whole special on Fox 5. Showing oh, all uh, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff, like the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I was super young when it was about to do that, huh? I was super young when that happened Mm -hmm. and people still stayed. The one thing about the attitude I wish nobody really kind of understands while we were so had such an influx of black fans, the Astro was very hip hop. Yeah. Look how Kevin Nash dressed. Look how the DX carried themselves. Like it was rock and hip hop combined within that attitude era. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about wrestling at that time, it was pop culture. Mm-hmm. And wrestling was always the epitome of pop culture. That's why people love this one because it's like what you see in on wrestling is what you see in going on in the streets. Mm-hmm. Now, currently, yeah. wrestling to me, especially the bigger names, AEW, WWE, it seems like it's five years too late with certain things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. So it's not pop culture anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It is 
I give you an example. You know, when we was watching that wrestling thing, you saw um, Pineapple Pete. And you really saw Pineapple Pete. Like, he had the whole Marvin Gaye vibe, walking down with an incense in his mouth. You felt the vibe. You know why? <laughs> that he yeah, appealed yeah. to the black audience because many of us are more spiritual than anything. We have more hippie type of black people in wrestling. Where is that in the mainstream? You know, like but you said, why... we're so far behind because the New Day is relevant and the, the, the Herbert is kind of relevant, but that's only two type of black people. But, but it's, I think it's more, it's just what's going on. And that's why the New Day was always so relevant because they were up on the pop culture, up, up on pop culture. Mm-hmm. Super. I think that's the biggest thing is that them being up on pop culture and wrestling, and that's why they can. That's why they hit because yeah. they took control. That's why they're so relevant. But then you look at Impact. I love Impact, but then you get somebody getting shot. Yeah. It's like hold up, like, <laughs> you can still like, do it, but you gotta do it differently. And you get shot every day, B. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, oh, yeah. he got shot at a wedding. Like yeah. it's, that's a novella. That's what our grandmothers watching. That's what our, <laughs> our moms watch. True. Like you guys, shit. Like, wrestling repeats itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like Recycle. fashion, it recycles itself. It comes back, but then when it comes back, you gotta adjust it to the current times. Right. But mm-hmm. the thing is, a lot of white people are so be- behind on the curve when it comes to the cool. Let's but the thing, here. but the thing is, though, even if they are behind. Even if they are behind, somebody said getting shot is relevant. It is relevant, but it's how you do it. It makes it more relevant. <laughs> but then again, oh, oh, but here's the thing. Wow. Here's the thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. But you think that it can make it as relevant as popular where, where like, a wrestler got shot at a protest. You insensitive. We're going to cancel you. Making fun of what's going on. Today is too sensitive, B. We can't do nothing. What are people but saying that thing- we can't do that? But Come the thing on, is, dogs, you know that, dogs. Real talk, you, we you, always got you, canceled. You hold forgot? On, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. We always <laughs> got canceled. Quote, quote. I, I didn't almost get canceled. I just got hated on by, 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 by a bunch of guys. Yeah, and, like, you know, they made two shows out of us. But nevertheless, though, nevertheless, <laughs> though, you cannot talk about relevant topics and make it into the show because people you are too can. sensitive. You can't. No, you can't because yes, at you the can. end That's of the day. That's what you call oh, creative. Fine, 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 fine. Let's backtrack this, dogs. Jeff Hardy, with him dealing with his demons, uh, the whole internet went on top of him. Oh, why would you do that to Jeff? Oh my gosh. But the, but the, the odd thing about it, but the odd thing about it, you have actors saying that, yo, man, you know, I beat addiction. So, 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 um, let do his role as a crackhead. He's so brave. He's so into this character. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this, that, a third. But wrestling, I thought that wrestling was art. I thought wrestling was fake, though, right? You can't, you cannot bring real life to wrestling. Oh my gosh. Man. I, Movies and TV is, shows. You Sorry. don't give a fuck. The thing about you, they give him too much of a fuck. They continue the Matt Hardy storyline. It's just that it wasn't good. That's what it was. Good shit will always will always go to the top. Always. But you know what? They didn't have Twitter. You're right. And a lot of like Shanty said it like they didn't have Twitter back then. They did it. Where all those hate fan mails, no one saw it. Now people make the complaints. It's on a public um, it's on a public platform. 
is a public is in the public domain. Yeah, but that's the stockholders do. The stockholders do dogs. But but the thing about it, that's the problem. The problem within the industry right now, and I'm gonna and this is gonna sound so contradictory of what of what all of us do. Wrestling listens way too much to the fans. And you said that. And the Word. problem, the problem is when it comes to that, is that you know you have a kid and you know what's good for the kid. Mm. But you listen to the kid. No. No. That's a, does it work that way? That's that's what it is. You don't listen to the kid. The kid doesn't know what what's supposed to be done. I see what you mean. Like I get it. Like no. Like like sh- like stop. Like just stop. This come. Yes, you take feedback. Like if if they feel like this guy should be a top guy, yeah, you, you can kind of feed him that. There's a middle ground. That's why AEW is such in this influx of like being good, being bad because they're so obsessed with listening to the fans. Sometimes us as fans, it can fall on deaf ears. It can fall. It can really fall on deaf ears. Now, I'll give you an example. What, what if they had turned Roman heel years ago? Would it still hit today? What is your no. point? No. No. They did, it at the, they did it at the right time. But to piggyback off what you said about listening to the fans, yes, you're 100% right. Um, wrestling sometimes listens too much to the fans, but on the other side of that sword, sometimes they don't listen to the fans when stuff were blatantly in their face. Um, it, it's, a, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't with, with wrestling in general. So, because if you push somebody that really that the fans really want and then they suck, it's like, y'all wanted this, but then the fans get mad. Oh, he sucks. Why did you push him? Because y'all said so. And then the opposite. we Somebody who's really good who gets put over and is actually good, now the fans are like, this is not the person we wanted. Okay. okay. I mean, right. you can't please everything, everybody. Is <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to switch because my um, Bluetooth was was draining. So yeah, Thank the you Lord. sound amazing now. I was like really talk to you now. Right. Yeah. It, took you, it took you about fifty four minutes. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. But uh, I was saying, like, like you can't, it, like, with. Well, with the fan, with wrestling, wrestling, listening to too many fans, it's like, it's like, it's like we're spoiling them in a sense. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it's kind of a catch. It's kind of like a catch twenty two because, like, Mm -hmm. because, like, it's like what Dre said. Like, you push somebody that the fans like and find out, find out over time that like they they suck. It's like, hey, you asked for it. Like, like, be careful what you wish for. Type type of shit. Uh, but you, but you know, it's it's a, there's a fine line between like, it, like giving too giving too much, it getting too much feedback, and then not listen not listening to a damn thing, and just and just doing something totally different than what you expect uh, than what you expect from what what you're seeing in the ring or like in storyline form. So 
it's 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 a it's it's like a scale it's like the pendulum swinging it's like it can swing one way it can swing swing three other you never know it depends i i yeah you're you're right um we'll move on because we've been talking about half an hour now about this Mm -hmm. all right guys thunder rosa is not going to it's not going to nwa what are your thoughts on she's staying no she's she's not going Oh. Gotcha. She's mm. actually staying in NWA. That was like a joke I was trying to do. <laughs> God, I'm trying to get the joke off is, but I, like I said, Billy Corbin. That shit was uh, ass. <laughs> huh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Corbin confirmed oh. that um, Thunder Rosa is definitely staying her ass in NWA until 2021. And her ass ain't going nowhere. Y'all need to cut this shit out. Uh-huh. So, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think she should leave when her contract is up or stay? I think she should travel the world and experience the world of wrestling. She's only five years in, right? Um, she I believe so. She's only five years in. Continue to travel the world and, you know, stay clear of injury. Create, Keep um, building your brand back in, uh, in Texas. And if your ultimate goal is to wrestle less dates and get more money for those dates, that's when now when you choose between um, national exposure with AEW or WWE. Um, AEW needs her. Let's say that because they, they do need her. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the bigger chance to have some dream matches is in the E. So Travel the world a little bit, build your brand, and then go to the E. I mean, that's always a default answer, though, but who knows in a year from now how the whole wrestling scene is going to be, you know? Because Mm -hmm. 2020, hopefully, you know, whatever happens, we get a better – the wrestling might be way different, where everybody's – all these hot rhythm wrestlers are not just in WWE, but multiple places. So mm-hmm. I do agree with the concept of travel the world, you know, like um, shout out to coming to America too, coming out very soon, and sell your Royal Oaks. You know, make appearance in New Japan. <laughs> so make a shimmer and like make appearance in um, Shimmer. You know, make appearance and even actual shows. Is Shimmer still yeah. up? Who? Is Shimmer still up? Shimmer, you know Shimmer's still around, yeah. I believe. Shimmer, you know, go, go whatever. And hey, by the time that you come full circle around, you end up becoming bigger than NWA to the point you say, you know what? I don't want to go to WWE. I still want I'd like I still want to be independent because a woman like Thunder Rosa is very key when it comes to the independence game. And also she's going back to MMA. Who knows how big her name will be MMA where she what if she climbed up the ranks and just killing it? So that's another another star to a resume, you know? Mm. So build your brand, train, perfect your craft. So by the time you're ready to choose, you're able to be your own boss lady. You know, shout out to Master P. Um, shout out to um, shout out to um, um X. You know, shout out to them. I don't know why I shot them out. <laughs> Makes no sense. Is, what yeah. you, what's your thought? Um, I don't know. honestly, where should she I, go? I, I, Honestly, I've been I've been I've been looking closely into Thunder Thunder Rosa for a little bit right now. 
Like ever since, ever well, since you was... that's because you have a crush on her. I do, <laughs> I do. I, I ain't afraid to admit it. She she fine as fuck. Is she fine as fuck? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. But I've been, uh, but I've been watching her because, like, she used because, like, she used to be Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground. For those who didn't know, um, once she popped up in the NWA and and saw her like in ring, in ring quality, in ring quality. I was like, okay, okay. She she means business. She means business, and it's like. She can she can do she can do that she can do MMA um she can do, she exactly. can do all types of, uh, all types of stuff and exactly. and she's been she's been in Japan too if a lot of people don't know that as well so she's built she's building up quite a resume so far so far even with six years in the business and I feel like she ha- she has she she can travel travel to like different promote travel to different promotions. On top of running her own promotion, uh, Mission Pro, um, I think she has. I think she has an event uh, called the Tournament Out of Hell with all women's all all women's wrestlers show. I believe mm-hmm. uh, coming out next month. But um, I, I I believe like Thunder Rosa should should keep trap keep traveling to like places like Impact, places like ROH because she's she, she's she's proving that she's an asset. To uh, to to any women's division, whether it be major or independent, and uh, and I feel like she's uh, she's going she's going to be value she's going to be very valuable. It will by the time she she finally decides to come and come to the E, or if the WWE calls her, at least. So I'm, she's doing she's doing pretty pretty good. She's doing pretty I, good. I think she, I, I mean, think she should travel. I mean, I heard Battle Club Pro is looking for a new world champion, so. That's what I heard. So, I mean, you know, unless like, I mean, unless like she could mm-hmm. be my thumb big time, Yaya, because they're strong and it's Yaya strong. <laughs> Yaya strong. <laughs> what do you uh, think, Wilkins? Um, no, nah, I'm good. I, I think she should actually go to AEW mm. and because you only work like one time a week. And I think if she goes to AEW, she'll probably be the focal point of that wrestling promotion of the women's division. Okay. Want to be mm-hmm. want to be the top people mm-hmm. there, which will help her do yeah. other stuff because AEW is not this is for the most part is not exclusive for most for most wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So she can right. do all this stuff, get her bigger name, get more money, help her school grow because she'll be because people it'll be name recognition now, and she can yeah. do a lot more stuff in with her promotion. So mm-hmm. I, I think she's kind of going to AEW because she she can still do other stuff. She signs the right contract, but I see mm-hmm. what you guys are saying, though. But um, we we don't got much time left. Let's talk about this past week in wrestling. What stood out to you? What did you love? What did you hate? What did you cry over? Is mm-hmm. let me start with you. Oh man, there was a lot of wrestling, but yeah, but let me condense this sure. at least. Um, okay, so. Uh, my, uh, I, I read. I would. I'd rather start with it down because Boundful Glory to me was it was kind of was kind of all right. Like the scramble, the scramble matches for the. Ex- uh, it's like, eh, it, 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 but it was it, it was all right. Hell in a Cell, the like Bailey versus right? Sasha. Oh yeah, God, card, right? that that was good. It, that was dope. <laughs> That, that that was dope. Ro- Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. <laughs> oh, it Ooh, really made it that, right? yeah, that was everything. Yeah, that was everything. I could tell. 
Raw was like uh, Raw. Raw was Raw was okay. Raw was uh, okay. At it was least solid the card. Okay. It, it was. It was. It was solid. I got to watch. I got to watch Halloween. Ha- Halloween Havoc, and that was that was dope. Oh, yeah. You passed that, out. That right? was dope. Um, Damian Dam- <laughs> Dam- Dam- Priest versus Giant Gargano. Io Shirai versus Cancer Ray. That um, how how did House of Horror? Ma- how did House of Terror match with Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes? Um, that was uh, that was dope. Uh, that was that was kind of dope. Oh, Pat McAfee coming back. Ooh, yeah, and then Pete Dunn, mm-hmm. Pete Dunn coming back, and then and, and then turn, that heel turn when he, when he smacked the chair uh, to Kyle O'Reilly to like join join is man. Uh, I feel like there's going there's going to be like some war games type shit. We we probably oh, might, we probably might not. Probably yeah, they, they should do war games. I swear. But, I swear, NXT um, Arena looks so much better. Like the whole vibe is just, ooh, it, ugh, I, I love it. NXT like, it, Arena looks like a stage in Street Fighter. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And, and like, yes, and, and like yesterday, it got the Halloween um, DLC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, got, it, to- it totally got that. It got that vibe into it. But um, um, last thing. Um, AEW, I liked the Kenny versus the Kenny versus Penta match, the Hangman versus Ward, Wardlow. That was good, and the Town Hall with MJF and Jericho. Oof, oof. Um, like, that's it. <laughs> this past week, what stood out to you? Um, to keep it short and sweet. Hell in a Cell, um, Roman versus Jay. Um, uh, match of the night. Um. Uh, and right under that, again, Sasha and Bailey. That could have been also the match of the night. Um, Drew and Randy going last was trash. Yeah. It was garbage. I don't know why. Should been we should have le- left that after the first match. match. We should have yeah. just left after the first match. Um, that match order was ugh. Other, other than that, um, not much. AEW and NXT were really solid this week. Impact always does solid shows for the most part. But yeah, um, that Hell in a Cell. I'm in, I'm very intrigued with where Dre? that story is about to go. Better than last year. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I could defend last year. For me, what what <laughs> out for me is I can kind of defend that. Um, I make it real quick and defend it. I felt it was ahead of its time that main event because if it happened during the whole mm. everyone's doing cinematic matches, it would have worked. Because you're allowed to Bray Wyatt, it, it limited his his creativity because Bray Wyatt is a horror monster, and it followed a horror movie where you thought the bad guy got his uppance, you know, buried the bad guy. The next thing you know, boom, came out of it, said that you can't hurt me. I see you at the sequel, and at the Ooh. sequel, he mm. won. So that big, big energy, alone, Bray, and oh, that's yeah. why I've been saying that Bray is ahead of his time, also with the Rain Orton match because you remember at home we saw it. But in the audience, they didn't see it. So it didn't, it wasn't a very good match in the arena. So imagine if that same match happened at WrestleMania this year. It would have been way better. Because look at the creativity he had with, you know, Big Match John. He took John Cena to a level where you like, wow. So even had the whole internet talking about it in a positive way. So mm. last year, Helen Cell was just too ahead of its time. And a lot of stuff that Bray does in the past was too ahead of its time. Because when you did give him the right creativity, it worked. 
him versus the New Day, and like in the um in that whole um what is it, Firefly Flunhouse, whatever match they had, that was very solid, very good, very good. But again, what he didn't have much creativity. You know, it should have been more a fleshed out storyline ahead of his time. So fast forward it to what I noticed today, this week in wrestling, really stood out to me. It was. Again, I mentioned this last week's show is Mustafa Ali and, and um, Retribution. Again, uh, it, it shows me shades of CM Punk and Nexus, where similar build, where somebody just put out a leader, so much I get everyone over. But that's why I said last week, where hopefully this leads to something bigger for Mustafa Ali. Because if you notice, they show showing who they were prior to that. So let's see what happens. So that's definitely stood out for me. Um... Another thing that definitely stood out to, to me is I have to say a um NW NW um NXT it, as a whole because it reminds me why NXT was good on the network. It gave me network it gave me network shades, and some people complain that all oh, the championships are not as long as used to be, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. You could have got away with that in the WWE network. You understand? Now, when you're on network TV, you gotta create different episodes. Just like just like my brother mentioned last week, you know, where you gotta keep people coming back for more. Now, mm-hmm. what is gonna happen in Johnny? I mean Johnny wrestling next part of his story when you turn the page. It gives you one I wanna keep on coming back for more type of fear. And you need that. You can't get away with lengthy titling that people will get bored with it. So Mm-hmm. And NXT as a whole definitely was excellent, and just to tie up everything in general, is this week of wrestling was pretty solid. Definitely inside again. Shout out to Daniel Bryan once again. Just one thing that stood out to me too. One last thing was watching Randy Orton growth on the timeline with him versus Undertaker when they mentioned WWE Network, oh, and you saw yeah. the growth as a character where when he was talking where. Understand his character. He knows who he is. Grown like funny thing about it, how he was saying that I did this where there's too much currency, a lot of currency on my shoes. Blah blah blah. blah. To me, that symbolized reckless Rain Orn. He will not do that right now because he understands the bigger picture. Where I cannot be so reckless. I gotta think logically. This is why it reflects in his wrestling style. Where he's not so reckless, he takes his time because I could dismantle you like that. So it taught me that you need guys like Ray Orton to always be willing to take the laws because they understand that it's always a bigger picture. So that to me, all those three things definitely stand out to me when it comes to this world of wrestling this week. Nice. Um, for me, wrestling was pretty dope this week. I'll make it quick. Um, Roman versus Jay, phenomenal storytelling. But the biggest thing for me this week was WWE's women's division. Mm-hmm. And talk to us. It, it goes it goes back to what I've always been saying, how great the division is. But y'all didn't mention Raquel Gonzalez versus, versus Rhea Ripley. Ooh. Rhea Ripley. Ooh. How can I forget? Oh my god. That match was Amazing, and that was a female horse fight. Oof. And then, but then you also have their women's title match. 
Io and Candice. Tables, Easy. ladders, and scares. Yeah. Leo and Candice put on a clinic as well. Then you had Sasha versus Bailey, another clinic type of match. WWE's women's division is on another level. It is so, mm-hmm. so above like everybody else right now on the Western Hemisphere. Of what they're doing on mm-hmm. TV and on pay-per-view is absolutely amazing. It, the one, the best thing for AEW that I saw is, regardless of how corny that what that musical last week with MJF and Chris Jericho was, <laughs> their storyline is continuing going on, and that yeah. town hall meeting, I fucked with it because it's relevant to the political climate that we have right now. Shout out to Ortiz mm-hmm. with that promo. Ortiz, phenomenal mm, promo. It made sense because it, it yeah. was like, yo, we don't trust you. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, those like, are things that's going impact w- w- with the whole gunshot incident. It was stupid. But <laughs> you love you and everybody going to die. I could. <laughs> it was everybody going to die. Everybody going to die. Pew, pew. <laughs> Yo, before you before we get off, let's talk about the slave voice that you did for Booker T. Made him sound oh, like God. he was the number one draft pick in the slavery draft this year. <laughs> like, bro, sound like a hefty ass slave, bro. Like, he was a hefty slave. Came out of the slave draft, like <laughs> coming out of Alabama. Like shit. Um, but uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. This was fun. Is continue yes. rocking and, and flocking and molly whopping. I think that's what it goes. Pause. I don't know. Oh no. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real with the with that damn Twitter machine. I'm I'm gonna keep yeah. doing it. It was me. But uh, but look, guys, it was a pleasure. We'll talk soon. I'm about to go eat my dinner. Yeah, Peace, too. Negroes, and Nicolettes. I love you guys. Later. <laughs> Hashtag like excellence. Hashtag. Yeah.